In the throes of a global pandemic, I I decided to quit my corporate job with no backup plan in May of 2020. I didn't know what the next steps would look like, but I knew it was not the job I was at. Thankfully, I had some extra streams of income at the time through writing gigs, and I was I had this like budding career coaching side hustle. Spoiler alert. It becomes my full-time gig, but back to the story. And overnight, I had about 60 extra hours of bandwidth from quitting my job. So I created this mosaic, put it all together, and I was working toward a sustainable living as a career coach slash HR and talent consultant slash writer slash podcast host. Yes, I am always exhausted. And with the one-year anniversary of my rage-quitting turn solo entrepreneurship, yes, milestone around the corner, I'm in, in a particularly reflective mood. Comparing who I was a year ago to who I am today, looking at past business goals and seeing what stuck, what didn't. While there are plenty of stark contrasts, one of the greatest is what I and others thought solo entrepreneurship would be versus what it is. Trust me, I didn't go into solo entrepreneurship thinking it was going to be easy. However, based on the hashtag vulnerable, hashtag authentic Instagram pieces I had seen online, I still wasn't expecting it to be like this. Had I known before what to expect, I would have maybe have just prepared better. So with that said, here's what I think you should know next time you think someone's side hustle turned full-time job looks glamorous or effortless. Instagram, I have so much flexibility and time freedom. Reality, the lines of work-life balance are more blurred than ever. I wouldn't say I don't have flexibility I do. I know that my current morning routine of waking up by 7 a.m., taking a long walk with the dog, doing some house chores before getting online is a time luxury I didn't have while working a traditional 9 to 5. However, I do think the idea of flexibility is far less glamorous and relaxing than it sounds. I've learned that while I have the flexibility to fit in real life, you know, doctor's appointments, lunch, workouts, etc., at new, more convenient hours, I still have to fit in the business into those hours too. Meaning I am usually working six days per week, sometimes seven, and squeezing in assignments wherever I can. For example, I can go into the week with one of two mindsets. First, work at traditional business hours and leave my personal errands for the weekend, like most people. Or second, work a more integrated personal life meets business day, but feel on well into the night, every night. Honestly, I still can't decide which structure I prefer or works best for me, but I often feel shackled to my to-do list and business 24-7. No matter if you're an entrepreneur or a professional at a corporate office, we're all trying to squeeze our personal life around a work schedule. If anything, with the former, the business towers over your personal life and you miss the days when you could count on having a paid holiday off for a weekend getaway. 
Instagram. I get paid to do my passion. Reality. I get paid to do my passion, but I am doing business operation duties for most of the day. Uh, Do you guys remember in the 2010s when the what my mom thinks I do meme was popular? If you don't remember, it was a six-picture depiction of what various groups think our jobs entail, with the last picture depicting what I actually do. And it never feels more real than in this very moment. Based on my mother's midday calls to shoot the breeze and her not understanding why I'm still working after 5 p.m., I'm confident she thinks my days are spent at a hipster coffee shop, downing $7 lattes from 12 to 3 p.m., and walking in nature to be inspired the rest of the day. In reality, like many, my days are a little unpredictable, mostly hectic, and filled with tasks that weren't in the job description. I'm less of a writer in the woods and more of a struggling writer in the bed trying to make it all make sense. For every hour spent being creative or innovative, there are another two, three, four hours spent editing, emailing, invoicing, pitching, disputing, coordinating, surviving, Further, while I take on so many projects that do excite me, I do still have to take on clients and assignments that pay the bills. 25% of my income currently comes from a service that I hope to one day do away with, but as it stands, it's the service most professionals need at any given time. So doing what you love and doing what you love all the time are two very different things as I am learning. And ultimately, on the whole getting paid, it can be a struggle to get paid on time as a freelancer. Often you're responsible for your monthly invoices or for following up if and when you're not paid on time, which does happen more than it should. It may seem minor or even obvious, but when you're juggling multiple projects or a portfolio of clients wearing the hat of bounty hunter, only extend your (laughs) bandwidth past certain limits. And emotionally, it can be overwhelming. I've often felt that I was at the mercy of a client and their circumstances. Unfortunately, I've also been scammed out of money or told, sorry, we don't have it, when it came time to collect payment for an invoiced service. If there's anything I miss from corporate life, it's the steady, predictable income. Instagram, I get to be my own boss. Reality, my clients are my new bosses. Again, I do feel that I am my own boss in many ways. Rather than engaging in nail-biting performance reviews, I am responsible for holding myself accountable when a client isn't satisfied or has feedback. Instead of requesting time off for a vacation or doctor's appointment, I schedule it into my monthly calendar. However, I still have to answer to clients who bear a stunning resemblance to a boss most days. In fact, I think a client can be more demanding in specific scenarios. Take, for instance, a decline in performance. Recently, I had matters in my personal life take attention and focus away from work. In the past, I could have come to a manager and explained that I needed time off to focus on a family emergency. Together, we could shift around timelines, reset expectations. 
But with clients, often I feel I can't be open about my personal life. They're not invested in my development. They're paying me for a service. Since becoming an entrepreneur, I have felt the pressure to prioritize my clients' needs and deadlines above my own, even more so than before when I was in corporate. Instagram, I don't deal with office politics or Sunday scaries. Reality, I am constantly thinking about the next quarter and securing more business. Spoiler alert, career anxiety doesn't go away once you're your own boss. When I worked in a more traditional 9-to-5, my career-focused anxiety was centered around relationships and interactions, wondering if the use of a period carried more meaning than it did. Usually it didn't. Worried I had said the wrong thing during a meeting, overthinking a microaggression in the break room. I lost many sleepless nights to the idea that someone at work hated me or didn't appreciate me. Shout out to my Enneagram twos, threes, fours. I was ready to leave it and Sunday scaries behind when I was going on to do my own thing. Admittedly, I do get way better sleep these days. I rarely spend my Mondays catching my husband up on the latest saga of work drama And though I no longer have to devote energy to deciphering the hidden message in an email's punctuation, it's likely because I am thinking about something else, money and securing more business all of the time. I currently have some ongoing clients, but securing a new business is a breathless sprint I take on every month. As it stands, I bring in $2,000 in returning clients and ongoing assignments, but I work to acquire an additional $2,000 minimum each month. This means when I'm not coaching or writing, I am pitching to editors, shopping around new programs, reaching out to do collaborations with other entrepreneurs, and following up on warm leads. Right now, one of my greatest intentions is staying present. As it stands, I'm constantly thinking about my next client call, my next business opportunity, the next extension of my business that I want to pursue, and how to keep it all running, scalable, profitable. I feel I am living in the strangest paradoxical paradise. I am the happiest I have ever been professionally, but I have never felt so unprepared, exposed, and vulnerable in my life. I wouldn't trade the last year for much of anything, and I do think I feel closer to my purpose. But please don't buy into the captions that make it seem like we all run on grit and coffee, I roll. I feel just as uncertain about the future as I ever did. I just get to wear loungewear while figuring it out now. And this concludes my reading. (laughs) So... Uh, you know, DJ Scratch. Bring it up to speed. Actually, I did not plan this. Um, but doesn't the universe have a way of making things work? I wrote that uh, around the one year mark, which was June 2021. So that was six months ago. And so much feels different, but also the same guess that is life and I actually uh I continued to feel that way and I will share more of this but I actually am going back into the corporate world after the new year and I will be doing recruiting and I'm really excited 
And it was a really hard decision. And a lot of things played a part. Uh, financial goals I have, just thinking about what I want life to look like for the next several years without giving getting into too much personal information or giving away too much personal information or anything about the company. I am really, like I said, I'm excited to continue to coach on the side, do podcasting on the side, but live out my mission at a place that feels stable. And maybe, uh, maybe that's part of uh, the lesson here. If you do, if you need permission to walk away from something or put something on pause, it's okay to take care of yourself. And I think right now the stability that comes from a corporate environment is the stability I need right now. And there isn't shame that doesn't make me not a hustler, Um, doesn't make me a failure. Uh, I think that makes me someone who understands my own strength and my own boundaries, and I am ready to surrender to my timeline that's best for me. I really didn't mean to, like, wrap that all in a bow, but here we are, cute-ass bow and all. So, all of that said, I hope if you are listening to this in real time, you have a really, really great holiday season. It's been a great season two and you know I haven't really shared too much about the transition from one to two and I've intimated in other episodes I will keep it that way uh but I didn't know what season two would look like and I'm I'm very grateful most specifically to Jordan my husband and we will be back with season three in the new year as it stands I'm looking at February but life has a way of creating its own timeline in the meantime if you are even still listening ways you can support please follow us on social media leave a review five stars are appreciated written reviews help even more and please share and tell your friends oh and by the way please slide into my dms on Instagram and let me know what topics you guys would love to hear. All right. All of that said, have a wonderful holiday. Please be safe. See you in the new year. And that's a wrap.